Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, guys, we're in the health fitness space. Really cool company you've probably heard of called FitTrack. I love the name, by the way. And um, on the podcast today is Jeff Lee. Jeff, it is so great to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Justin. It's really great to be here, too. Yeah, I am so excited to. I was excited to meet you. I know you're the founder of FitTrack, and um, you know I, I had so much fun researching you and the, the business. And I am a big fan of like exercise and health and kind of the technology around it. And I that's like home run. Like that's exactly what you guys do. So I can't wait to unpack that. Um, let's do this though. I, I checked out your background, and I, I know you started the company a couple of years ago. But what did life look like for Jeff before starting FitTrack? Like, what was your path? before starting the business? So I've always really been to starting my own business. I think um, an entrepreneurship journey, I think even when I was a kid, around 10 years old, I would go up to like, you know, different online places to buy mobile phones and then reselling them at a higher price. I've always <laughs> Wow, that's great. <laughs> always had a good taste for business um, and, and running it. Um, after university, when I graduated, um, I went into the investment um, advising field. Um, so I worked there for about two years. Um, I think it was just a little hard for me, I think, selling stuff that I don't necessarily believe in. And I think throughout that time, you know, being an investment advisor, um, it just wasn't something I'm super passionate about. And, and as I mentioned, things I'm selling stuff that I, I, I don't necessarily believe in and had a hard time con- continuing and thinking about what I want to do. Um, so I took a holiday off. I flew to Hawaii, quit my job, flew to Hawaii, just to like reset and just kind of think what I want to do with my life. Wow. I think doing, so, so in Hawaii, you know, just kind of understanding and like, you know, like business is what I really want to do and thinking about what kind of business I want to get into. I think at that time, you know, I was really big into watches and, and fashion. Um, so I literally took a flight from Hawaii um, after I stayed in Hawaii for about two weeks. And then I flew over to Hong Kong right away to just learn, you know, the process of manufacturing, um, how things are uh, done from A to Z. Sure. Um, so I've learned a lot throughout my uh, two months in Hong Kong, uh, working very closely with uh, the factories there, understanding supply chain and all of these. And then I flew over to Switzerland after um, for another three months. Wow. You just randomly did this like on a whim? That's amazing. I think I I was just so lost at that time. And I just wanted to just like, there's just so much to learn, right? And I think going into this, uh, into business, from scratch, I, I just didn't know what to expect. So I think I had, you know, time at that time. So I just want to just soak in as much knowledge as I can on the supply chain side. And um, so I think that's that's what I basically did. Um, so I think the watch business, I've learned a lot from it, but I think it wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be. First, fast forward two years later, I was two hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars in debt. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> wow. So, yeah, looking back, I think it's one of the, the best mistakes I could have done because I've learned so much from that. Um, 
But I think I did went through some pretty hard time uh, to like, sell everything in my condo, you know, my bed, my microwave, my table. Like, there's literally an air mattress at one point. Wow. Um, but made sure that, you know, I saved the last 10000 that I had um, just for the future. If I, I do want to start something else in the future, I would have that 10000 I just didn't know where to go at that point. Um, and I think, I think that's why having a mentor is so important. So I took what some the last of my funds, hired a mentor uh, just to learn a little bit more in the e-comm side, because I think those, the past two years, I've learned a lot in the supply chain side, but the marketing side of things, it's a little bit, it's, it's lacking. Um, sure. And I think at the end of the day, marketing is what's going to really make or break a business on top of the product itself. Um, so I've, I've learned a lot um, through the mentor. And after that, I was able to uh, launch a new e-com stores and I was able to take them from zero to eight figures. Uh, oh, wow. Unbelievable. Year. Wow. Yeah. So I've launched, you know, like a home store, a gadget store, you know, and I've taken them from zero to eight figure within the first two years. But then it got to the same point. I think I felt the same way as I was working when I was working in uh, an investment uh, as an investment advisor. Sure. Where the money great, and then you're just asking yourself, like, what am I doing this for? Um, right. Money, yeah. Right. You're busting your ass, you know, 17 hours a day, and you're like, huh? Why am I, I doing this? I'm not passionate about it. Right. Exactly. You know, like, I mean, money's great, but it's really not everything. And I think it was the, that realization that you know. I, I do love business, but I want to create product that actually solve, you know, a, a, a problem in, in our world today. And I think that just got me thinking, you know, what am I really passionate about? Um, and then that got me into the health space, but I think both my parents are doctors. So health has always been a very big conversation in my family's life and in our life and in conversations. Um, and it was during that time, I was just looking around, see, trying to think of what problems that, that hasn't been solved yet within health space that I can solve. And one thing that really stood out was um, when people go to the gym, um, I'm a big gym goer myself. Sure. Um, and when I was trying to, you know, gain weight and put on mass and all my peers were just talking about, Oh, let's like bulk up, you know, and let's, uh, <laughs> right. let's gain the weight. But it's just something that I, I always know, you know, like if I want to gain muscles, you know, I need to be measuring that versus just the weight. Right. Cause you know, we're eating so unhealthy. We're having like Popeye's chicken and all oh, these. Wow, nice. just to bulk, yeah, just to bulk up, you know. And right. I think there has to be a better way for us to to measure that. And I think uh, me coming from a doctor's family background, so understand, you know, there are smart skills out there. With VIA technology are able to, to do that. Um, there are also like more expensive medical skills like the back that people can find, get their, understand their body composition. Sure. And I think that's when the idea came about, of, you know, I want to launch something that, that will allow people to see how their daily choices from how, like what they eat to how they move all affects their true health versus just their weight alone. Wow. So FitTrack, a modern health management ecosystem. And I love how you laid out just the, the business problem and your interest in it, right? I mean, like you said, it's one thing to see an interesting problem that could be addressed. And you actually had a couple of those, you know, in, in your background, but you either, you know, over time weren't passionate about it. You've got to really be passionate about what you're working on, right? 
Um, and so with Fit Track, I, I I get the setup. So what was the first step? I mean, you talk about an ecosystem here. Was it devices and and whatnot, or was it or on the product side, or was it the app, or like where did things get started? So things started on the hardware side of things. When we first got into the space, we were very much focused on creating the best hardware out there. You know, the most accurate smart scale, uh, the most accurate watch. Um, but through my time uh, in in the company, I've understand and learn that you know hardware isn't going to get smarter like yes we are we're here to make the best and most accurate product but i think there are some limitations to that in terms of providing value for for the users and i think what the the real gap and the real value that we can provide is you know providing actionable data uh that allow people to not just see you know what their the visceral fat percentage are or what their body fat percentage or muscle mass but providing them actionable insights to improve them as well. And I think that all comes on the software side. So we've been really pushing and uh, investing a lot on our software side to be, to be able to provide users with that extra value, that extra experience on improving their health and optimizing their health um, beyond just weight um, and beyond just showing them numbers that, that doesn't have any other follow-up insights to that. Interesting. I love that. Um, when you started FitTrack, you know, what was the initial goal? In other words, wh- when could you actually get, what could, could you say you were running? Was it when you had products? Was it, did you have to have products in the app? You know, what did that look like, at least in the early days? Um, in terms of the early days, um, we, we messed, we, we tested the product out in the market first just to see if the product market fit. And it, it was something that we can, scale up on a global scale um sure. i think in the first three months we were able to generate six mil in just the first three months of launch uh which put uh, uh, um, put us back in terms of like the supply chain of things but i think that time it kind of validated the product okay you know there is a need for this product in in the, in the market space um and and that's how we validated the product on its own um once we have you know uh, customers on our app, we're able to then rely on our customer to let to do more deeper user insights and, and surveys to understand what exactly that they need, and we tweak our app according to that. You know, kind of understanding our putting our customer first and understanding what problems that we can solve for them. Um, I'll give you an example: um, someone with you know uh, who had diabetes who wants to manage their weight better. Um, they have different pain points uh, and. They want to be able to optimize their, their their health better beyond just weight, and we provide them different steps to do that. Um, and then understanding, you know, there are other customers, you know, who are who just got off um, chemotherapy and they're just trying to just generally have a better health. Understanding the hydration levels, um, understanding uh, keeping a healthy bone density. So we build a different path for for different users as well um, to help them optimize their health uh, better. Interesting. That's really, really now. Did you do all this on your own initially, or did you have a team around you? What did that look like? Uh, yeah. So we always had a really good. T- I always say, you know, what contributes to the success of us is really our people. Um, having really smart people around us. Um, so FitTrack actually is also one of the brands that's being managed by um, Qbert, which is also is also a brand incubator that I've co-founded started allows us to tap into all the great talents. Um, oh, from the, that's really good. Got it. From the marketing side to the product side to be able to scale, you know, uh, 
this user experience, this product even more on a global scale. Got it. And then uh, as you think about your consumer, like who were you targeting? Like if you were to, did you have a demographic or an age or a weight range or was it just in general, see who were, who's interested, you know, up front? What did that look like for you? Um, yeah. So I think when it comes to health, it really, it's such a broad demographic, you know, because it, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, be healthy, you could be 18 wanting to do that, or you could be 65. That's right. To totally. Exactly. Um, so I don't necessarily look at it in a demographic kind of way, but we kind of think of it in, in the user experience, like life journey. So let's say in a psychographic kind of way, let's say someone wants to lose weight, that's something that uh, we can chat about. Um, someone who wants to gain weight, um, someone who just want to manage the health better, who have diabetes, um, new moms uh, who wants to you know track their uh, post-pregnancy progress and pregnancy's health. So I think we segment it out to different psychographics um, and different life journeys. Um, and that's how we usually think about when we, uh, when we think about our customers. Well, it's awesome. Um, for those that have not checked out FitTrack, you can get go to getfittrack.com um, and or... Um, and a lot of different ways you can reference the website. Really, really cool. Um, talk about some of the products and how they interact with the app and how that comes together for science. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to start like the smart scale first. So one of the smart scale measures 17 different health insights. Um, it uses a, an advanced BIA, uh, which is a bioelectrical impedance analysis technology. Um, and what it does is it reports 17 different health metrics. And when you step on the scale, um, uh, Electric current, a very small electric current runs through the body um, and all your body parts that make you, you like your bone, your fat, your muscle, and more, um, affects this current differently. Um, and this reading is get, then gets through our FitTrack algorithm to calculate your body composition accurately and reliably. Um, and then we use this data within the software side to just give you insights on how you can improve different metrics of your body beyond just weight. Interesting. And do people typically start out with you guys with a, a specific product? You know, when you think about um, kind of the entry point for a new consumer or shopper on your site, is it they're coming to look for a specific product or are they trying to achieve a specific goal like weight loss? What does that typically look like? I think most people come to us because they have a certain goal that they want to hit either it's, uh, weight loss or uh, just generally getting healthier. I think a lot of times there has been, I think as has been a shift on just wanting to lose weight to look pretty versus you know wanting to lose weight to be healthier. Ah, uh, interesting. That's interesting. And I think a lot of times when once people understand that you know weight is not not necessarily the picture of true health, a lot of times people then look into I want to improve my health. I want to decrease my body fat percentage instead of I want to lose weight or I want to decrease my visceral fat um, or subcutaneous fat uh, just to improve, you know, my heart, uh, my, my liver and all and, and my overall well-being versus just going like, Hey, I want to lose weight. Or if I do want to get healthy, how can I get healthy? What are some of the steps I need to take? Um, so in terms of the product that we have, we have the, the, the smart scale as I mentioned earlier, and we have a smart watch as well. And I think pairing those two together allows people to have a full understanding of their body because you get to see, you know, how your daily choices from how you move, um, what you eat, uh, how stressed you are daily, um, how well you sleep all affects 
your your general health. Totally. Uh, right. And and in terms of growth, like uh, you once you started getting product together and made it, and I'm guessing your your work over in Hong Kong and in Asia helped you know sort out manufacturing and whatnot. But um, you know what was the key to getting the word out? How did you start to to gather customers and make them aware of your brand? Um, yeah, so performance marketing is something that I'm a really big believer in because it allows you to really A B test a lot of your messaging, um, your ad creative, um, how you want to position yourself to customers, and then finding that right fit to be able to scale it out. I think a lot of times, I think the mistake people do when growing a brand is not ne- not doing enough tests. Um, and we've done a bunch, of, a bunch of like, I think every single day we have at least 30 different tests in terms of creative and different messaging, speaking to people that in a way that is relevant to them. Um, and I think that has allowed us to, to, to scale up because we're able to really speak to the user and give them value um, on a very customizable way versus uh, something that just blanketed it uh, across the board. Got it. Wow. Yeah, I was just looking at your uh, the FitTrack Dara Smart BMI digital scale on Amazon. It's over 4,000 reviews and I can't believe this. I mean, like, and for those that have that sell on Amazon, you'll totally get this. Um, and if you don't, you may it maybe require more explanation. But, dude, it's four point five out of five stars with forty one hundred reviews. It's unbelievable. Like, seriously. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, thought like, I know I chat a little bit on marketing, but great marketing can cover a shitty product. And I think I talk- <laughs> that's so true. Okay, right? Because um, at the end of the day. Customers are so much smarter these days. You know, if your product is shit, you know, you're that's not, right. No matter how great your marketing is, because people are just not going to buy. You know, what's what's going to get out. So I think we always put our customer first. And Love that. We have such a big focus on on our product. How can we improve um, their users' uh, experience on on our software, but also providing hardware that's that's accurate and also reliable. And I think that is really the foundation of what has allowed us to scale and grow so fast. Uh, within the last two years. It's amazing. I mean, really fascinating and cool brand. Um, how had, did COVID affect positive or negative you guys? And then what does the, the new year look like as you're rolling through 2021? Yeah, for COVID, I think it's it really sped up a lot of things in terms of the digital adoption. Um, I think it's going to come in the future anyways, but I think it has sped things up where people are now taking... Um, health and uh, fitness classes online, um, you know, they're doing virtual cooking classes. Um, people are more in tune with their health as well. I think has allowed us to grow a lot as a company um, because there's just much more of awareness and a conversation around how important it is to maintain your health uh, on a day-to-day and, and prevent versus uh, treat treatment when, when things do get bad, then things do get bad. So I think that has really sped things up a lot in terms of like, number one, people are now more in tune with health. And then uh, things are also more digital now, uh, where back in the days, you would have to go to a gym, you know, to work out. Whereas nowadays, you know, you can just stay at home. And, and that just allows people to get healthier in a, in a much more easier way. 
Wow. That's really, really cool. Um, as you've grown over time, you're a couple years in now. Um, what does it look like in terms of growing the team? Have there been key hires or specific areas that were not your strength where you really had to lean on to others? Yeah, there's plenty. So my strength majorly lies in marketing now. I'm also a very big believer of focus on what you know best. Sure. And things that you don't know best, um, hire someone smarter than you used to it. I think very initial, very early in my career, I tried to do everything, you know, from manufacturing to marketing, you know, to supply chain, to finance and all of, and product. And I think that's just not scalable and it's, it's just not the best way to, to use your time. So, I, so now I've learned that, you know, really focusing on what I do best, which is marketing. Um, and then the parts like the product itself, uh, we've hired some really great people from, you know, um, Amazon and Google to really help us scale out the app experience, you know, the, the software side of things. How can we provide even more actionable insights uh, to our, our customer and how to even to build a, a better ecosystem uh, to help them manage to help you even better. Um, so we have that. We have a really strong supply chain. I think every business supply chain is one of the key factors that I think a lot of times people overlooked. And when you start scaling up really, really fast, a lot of times things break. And if you don't have necessarily a strong supply chain uh, grabs or understanding in place, things can break very, very soon. And that's when you hear business, you know, that they grow really fast and, and then they, it, it, they, they just don't do well after because either, you know, the, the, the product is, uh, is shitty or they, they're just not able to keep up with the growth. Sure. So I think, one of the, the key factors and we have really great people and uh, and we've hired uh, just to do uh, supply chain as well wow that's so really amazing and so cool to see you know the growth that you've experienced in the, the short relatively short time the company has been in business um let's see i love to ask our guests uh around your advice um you've you had you know i'm sure successes and you've had some failures or bumps along the way what would be you know two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to other entrepreneurs that are listening to our podcast i think my biggest advice would be you know when you're not getting what you want in life it's never really about the lack of resources, but it's the lack of resourcefulness. Um, so oh, that's start. interesting. Say that again. Yeah. So it's not because of lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think if you want something really, really bad, you will figure out a way to get it. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we get so stuck on, oh, we don't have the right resources or things are not great, but you will never be able to have all the resources available to you. It's how, how bad you want and how resourceful you are to go out and figure it out to get it. Um, and I think looking back in my time, I've always done a lot better when I have, when there's a lack of resources because that pushed me to get even more creative to figure things out because you don't grow necessarily through, you know, the best of times when you have every single thing and you grow through, um, some of the bumps you, you learn along the way and you know and you know, like when you talk about resources you know when you're lacking that resources trying to figure it out getting even more creative to think outside the box and so yeah i, I think definitely focus more on the your resourcefulness versus your resources it is one of the i think the best advice i could give anyone wow that, that is just awesome i love that um Really great advice. Um, share with our audience where they can connect with you, learn about the brand, buy the products, uh, get the app, everything. 
Yep. So you guys can check out fittrack.com, F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K.com to learn a bit more about our brands. Uh, we currently are in uh, Canada, the US, UK, and all across Europe as well. Uh, we also sell internationally. Um, and you guys can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well. TikTok. I love it. That's more and more I'm hearing TikTok. That's so great. Um Dude, it's been so great meeting you, Jeff. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'd love to have you on down the road. This It's obvious that you've got great momentum here. Um, a really great product, too. I think that you, and you offered some really amazing advice. And I hope you'll consider coming back on down the road. No problem. Thank you so much, Justin, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great talking to you today. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.